to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt. And I'm going to speak in this tone of voice all night. Your excitement is frightening to I'm me. tired already. What's going on? Um, uh, a few things are going on. Glad to hear you're very prepared and ready to speak. I have notes here. Um, so the uh, annual Porch Rocker Festival was yesterday. Um, my band, The Low Siders, played, and... It Killed was... it. Okay. Killed it. Did you take any pictures? A few. Okay. I didn't, I forgot to ask. Um, this coming Saturday, August 24th, Low Siders album release show at the Rialto Theater. Our album is finally done, and it's finally coming out. Woo! Oh my gosh, finally. I'm going to buy 400 copies. That would be fine, but I don't know if I'd get any of that money. So you could just pay me the amount of money <laughs> uh, that 400 copies is. Yeah, but then I wouldn't have 400 copies of it on CD. I guess What so. I want is 400 copies of it on CD to distribute freely to anyone who will listen. Okay. <laughs> um, that's this Saturday, the 24th, at the Rialto Theater. Come hang out. Uh, Time Cat is playing, and also Sea Creatures are playing. Should be a great show. Um, also, I had, uh, for whatever reason, this has happened twice now, um, I had two singles from two different bands drop within a day of each other. Um, so... The Hollow Rogues single, Mortar and Stone, is now available, and also the Low Siders single, Rev- uh, no, Pay the Man, is now available on Spotify. It's like the pre-order track, except it's just out there. Yeah. You ever do that pre-order an album and they give you, like, tracks early? Yeah. It's like that. So go listen to them before the album comes out. It's like that, only it doesn't cost you any money. Hey, when the album does come out, where can people get it? Uh, iTunes and Spotify. Bandcamp? Um, I think we'll put it up on Bandcamp. Bandcamp is the best, because it gives the most money to the bands. Um, but I don't know if we're going to put it up. I would assume we're going to put it up there. Seems like a good idea to me. Yeah. Or they can, what if they want a physical copy? Um. Call you? Come see us at a show. Okay. Bandcamp will let you add links to that stuff. Okay. So you, I can, we can put up, um, like, a link to purchase the physical CD. And vinyl, soon. Vinyl's coming. I have the, like, test pressing. It's not the test pressing. Nate told me what it was. It's not the test pressing. It's something else. But it's music that I played on on a vinyl disc. That's very, very cool. It's very exciting. Also, I forgot to mention last week that The Best of Little Ditties Volume 4 is now available on uh, at mattwarner.bandcamp.com. It has a great picture of Baby Ray on it, as do they all. Yes. That's the, uh, the theme with those covers. It's just pictures of Ray. Mostly in, like, profile view. Yeah. So that she's just like a black blob with eyes, which I enjoy. Yeah. That's about all that's going on with me, I think. Lots of music stuff. Good stuff? Am I forgetting something? You're looking at me like I'm forgetting something. No, you just... I was waiting to see if you were going to say anything else. No, I think that's about it. I don't... I can't remember what else... uh, What else happened this week. Ivy bought me a new pitcher to make iced tea (laughs) in. And I think I want to make some iced tea after this. Exciting plans here in our household. That's big moves. We're making big moves, money moves. That is exciting. Uh, I've been trying to come up with uh, a band name for this new band I'm potentially starting. She likes cloth. (laughs) Um, Think somebody's done that yet? Maybe. I bet they have. I'm sure. There's no way that there's not. Basically, what I'm finding is that every cool band name I think of has already been a band name. 
I mean, that's probably true for just about anything. You'd have to come up with something super weird that you don't even want. Right. To find something that hasn't been done yet. It's like, it's so hard to, one, think of something that's actually cool, and then, like, I just get on Spotify and see if any bands have that name. And usually they do. Um, there's no band called Star Fox. And that's really suspicious to me, because there's, like, Star Fox with, like, two X's. And, like, other uh, variations of it. Does that mean that Nintendo sued them? That's what I'm kind of thinking. That seems like it might be something that is trademarked or copyrighted or whichever one it is. Yeah, because there's there's really strange and particular laws for that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I th my understanding of it is you can name, if it's a trademarked thing, it only applies to uh, the specific medium. It's like... So there was a girl I watched on YouTube, and her name was Keyblade Sarah, mm -hmm. and her, like, t-shirt, her, like, merch shop got, like, flagged by Disney because it had Keyblade in it. Right. And she said the explanation that they got from, like, the lawyer that she got was that it's because they don't want somebody to confuse your stuff with their real trademark stuff because it was close enough. Right. So she had to change her name to, like, Sarah Key, which is, like, close, but she couldn't have Keyblade right. in it. I, my understanding was, like, I could name my band Febreze and it not interfere with the trademark because they're two totally different things. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. My other issue uh, is that when I'm trying to, like, because I always check it with Instagram, too, because you want to get, like, as close to just the band name as the Instagram thing. Yeah. And it's always, like, accounts that have not posted anything since 2010. Yeah, they just, like, stole the name. Right. And are hoarding them. Sometimes if you report them, I've seen people saying, like, I was trying to get my name, you know, or somebody's, like, blog name or something. Right. And they, like, report it or whatever, and they can get those taken down, like, sometimes. Yeah. If it's, like, their actual name. So, like, if I wanted Ivy Decker... There's a way I could maybe get it if that was the case. Yeah. But it's not easy. You have to have a lot of followers, I think. Right. So I don't and know I, th about that. I think in, in something like that, I would literally have to, like, copyright and trademark my name before I would have any case. I don't know about that. It's not like you can just name my band Tim Murphy and then <laughs> remove all Tim Murphys from Instagram. I don't. No, for sure. I don't think that that's something. You I think that's fine. I don't know. I guess. I guess the uh, the bottom line is just to think up a better band name. I think Tim Murphy is the good band name. Tim and the Murphys. Yeah. Um, Ivy, what's been going on with you this week? It was my birthday. I'm old now. Uh, can confirm twenty five is funnier than twenty four. Uh, it's funnier than twenty four. It's twenty five. Uh, we went to the beach for my birthday. So my birthday was a week ago today. It's too long ago. When is it time for my next birthday? Uh, but anywho, so we were going to go up to Edgewater Beach in Cleveland, and then it turned out that there was a triathlon there that day. So everything was going to be all crazy, and it was going to be like half closed, and there were going to be people who are very fit swimming a very long distance there. So we went a little bit farther west, and we went to a beach in Bay Village, I believe, and it was pretty nice. Uh, I didn't mind it. You basically got there and you park and there's like a cliff and you walk down all these steps over the cliff and then there's like a very narrow strip of beach at the bottom. And it was pretty nice. Uh, it got a little busy, you know, towards the middle of the day, but it wasn't like unbearable. Mm -hmm. um, so we stayed for a long time and just chilled by the beach. The We didn't really get in the water or anything. I put my feet in for, like, one second, but I was like, I don't want to swim in here. This lake is icky. Um, and then around, like, 2 o'clock or so, I would say, it got pretty cloudy. Uh, you were freezing, which I was... I was so cold. ...was foreign to me. I was in my swimsuit, and I was fine. Like, I wasn't hot anymore, but I wasn't cold. I was freezing. The same thing happened when we went to Virginia Beach. 
Well, because you only went out the day that it wasn't nice. I know. You wouldn't come with me the other time. No, that's because I was like, I had like a massive headache or something. Mm. Like I was super not feeling good. If you say so. I do say so. Well, either way, we stayed around there till about 3.30, and then we packed all our stuff back up and uh, attempted to change into real clothes and get all the sand off of us, which neither of those really happened that well. But then we, we drove on over, and it turns out that a uh, taco place that I really like that is, uh, has some locations in Columbus also has a location in the Cleveland area. So while we were up there, we hit that on the way back at Condado Tacos. And I thought it was delicious. I was very happy with that decision. They have great margs, and it's like build-your-own tacos, so you just check off what you want on this big old scantron sheet, basically. And they make you your tacos. And I thought it was really good. I got uh, onions and cilantro in mine. Should not have gotten the cilantro. Do you not like cilantro? Apparently not. That's the only thing that I could peg that was what I wasn't liking. Hmm. It was a pretty good taco otherwise. Yeah, I mean, certainly not the greatest taco I've ever had, uh, but it was a pretty good taco. Would you go there again? I would. You know, it's like a special trip because it's maybe a 30 minute drive or so. Yeah. But, uh,. Uh, we were in the fanciest, like, outdoor shopping center I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, Beachwood people must have a lot of money uh, because this place was fancy. If you've been to Easton in Columbus, it's like that, but newer and nicer. Like, the Columbus one feels a little bit older, and it feels a little bit more, like, toned down and sort of just built to feel sort of like a neighborhood, which sounds weird. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like, I don't know, sort of like cream-colored stone on the outside and, like, city blocks and benches and, like, a phone Mm -hmm. booth and stuff. But this one in Beachwood is, like, brand new and everything is, like, black and white and gray and, like, super industrial and super fancy. It looked like the future. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was nice. And Mm -hmm. there was this little courtyard thing and there was this cover band playing and they were pretty good. Yeah. And we sat outside. So that was really nice. I was just like, they know we're not of here. Everybody else that came in had, like, a designer purse and, like, fancy clothes, and we were in our, like, post-beach outfits. Right. <laughs> so, you know. But other than that, it was good. And, uh, so that was that. Uh, I took an extra day off after my birthday, did some shopping with my mom and my Zane in uh, Canton. That was good. Uh, I don't usually get, like, burning a hole in my pocket syndrome when I have birthday money, but I was feeling it a little bit that day. I also had a ton of coupons for DSW, which any other time I don't usually buy shoes there because they're stupid expensive, unless you're getting, like, you want Vans, and that's, like, one of the places to buy, like, those brands, but everything else is, like, they're less off of what you would... Wow, my voice just cracked, and that was good. Uh, They're less off of, like, what you would pay from, like, straight from... Vans or Nikes or wherever, but, like, it's still way too expensive. (laughs) So, like, unless you're going specifically for that brand, don't shop for shoes there. That's my big up. But I had a ton of coupons because it was, like, my birthday, and I had, like, points, and I had, like, a coupon. So I got a pair of, like, $60 shoes for, like, $50 shoes for $20. So that was pretty good. Um, Today I undertook... The largest undertaking that I've ever undertaken in my entire life, and that was to organize the cord spaghetti behind the TV. Had to make space for something I'm going to talk about in one second, but basically all of the cords from all of our various gaming systems and televisions and boxes and things were just just as tangled as tangled can be behind the TV, and we were like down a plug, but I didn't know what to unplug because I didn't know what plug went to what. And everything was just like, you know Tangela, the Pokemon? It was that behind the TV. It had sneakers and eyeballs and it was about to run away. So I yanked everything out of there. I unplugged everything, including like the router and like the TV and I cleaned up all the cords. I like like twisty-tied things together and unplugged things that didn't need to be plugged and made room for everything. The only thing we're down is we need like an HDMI splitter because we have too many systems and not enough HDMI ports on the TV. But other than that, it's organized, and I, like, labeled everything with tape around the cords, and it's great. And I'm very proud of myself. Uh, It's a thing I never thought I could accomplish. (laughs) And my only other story is that the other night we went to Applebee's, and I ordered a margarita, and I forgot my wallet so they wouldn't give me one because I didn't have my ID. 
So the thing is, though, is that, like, we get we somehow get the same waiter every time we go there. And he basically just walks up and hands us the thing we order every yeah. time. And we didn't get that waiter, but he was there. And I was like, if we would have gotten him, he would have just gave you He wouldn't you have one. asked. Yeah. And we, the waitress that we had, or, like, the server, I guess, that we had, we definitely had her before, yeah. but not as many times. Right. And I think maybe she remembers us, but she's she seemed pretty by the book. Yeah. She, she'd be a stickler for the rules. Yeah. If we had Andy, he would have given me my margarita. But that's fine. I just was sad. Because <laughs> that's what I want when I go there and I couldn't get it. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. So, how about it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It's Things of the Week. Things of the Week. Bob, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, I watched an old movie this week. Uh, it was The 39 Steps. It's an old Alfred Hitchcock movie uh, from like 1930-something. Maybe early 40s. I don't know. Um, old thriller movie. It was okay. Uh, definitely worth a watch. I didn't think it was as good as everyone thought it is, thinks it is. I don't know. Uh, worth a watch, though. Um, I also, uh, made, so I've made a Spotify playlist at work, and I basically put every song I've ever heard in it. Um, and so some bands I haven't listened to in a long time have been coming up, and it's been nice. Uh, I put in some Circuit Survive, and some Manchester Orchestra, and some As Cities Burn, and it's been great. Um, also wanted to recommend uh, the Rob Scallon YouTube channel. Uh, he is a YouTube musician type guy, and he does a lot of neat stuff. Uh, a lot of kind of clickbaity uh, YouTube musician stuff, but also a lot of really great content. Uh, he recorded a metal band into an 1800s wax cylinder phonograph, which is really cool. Um, he also interviewed the organ player for the Chicago Cubs, which is really cool. Uh, and then he did a video on a carillon, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, it's like the big bell towers in churches, but it's actually a musical instrument that you can play, like from a keyboard, which is crazy to me. Um, highly recommend uh, looking at that. And that's my things of the week. Bop! I was making sure we didn't have any questions, and we do have one. Oh! Um, 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 okay. So, this week, my things of the week include... So, the reason I was untangling the tangela behind the TV was because Matt is the best boy in the world, and he got me a Nintendo Switch for my birthday, so now we have far too many systems for one household to have. But anyway, uh, I've been playing it very much. I like it a whole lot so far. I've been doing it mostly, like, plugged into the TV style. I did try the the one game handheld. For a little bit, and I don't mind it. It's a pretty big screen and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little small for Smash, but you know you make do if that's what you're doing. Yeah. But uh, anywho, the games that I have are Smash Ultimate, which we're working on uh, uh, getting all the characters for. You just gotta like beat lots of fights over and over until you like win all the characters. And uh, he also got me. I looked at it before this Sonic Mania Plus, and it's basically like the original Sonic game but, like, with expanded levels and different levels and stuff. And there's more characters, which I haven't uh, messed around with yet, so I don't know what they do exactly. I've just been trying to do, like, the classic mode. Uh, But I started it, and it's so much fun. It's, like, pixely, even, like, the same sort of feel as, like, Sega Genesis Sonic um, running through the levels and stuff. And I know that at least for the very first, the Green Hill Zone, it started out, like, the exact same level design because I mm-hmm. know that thing like the back of my head back of my head I don't know the back of my head <laughs> the back of my hand so I knew exactly when to jump and exactly when to I've just done it so many times um, and it's got like the same kind of music original score or whatever that kind of stuff it's great so that's been really fun so far too um, also uh, leaning forward to what the review is this week but uh, now that We've finally gotten through everything. I can watch all of the Adventure Time videos on YouTube. Uh, I would mostly like to recommend the Channel Frederator Timeline video. That's, like, super informative if you're uh, on the Adventure Time train. 
I've also been very into nostalgia Instagram pages is what I'm calling them. Uh, I have one called Capsule 98, and I also follow one called Do You Love the 2000s? They are both just wonderful accounts that post things from our childhood. Uh, I would say probably more female skewing, but I bet anybody would enjoy them. The, the Do You Love the 2000s page keeps posting pictures of Polly Pocket clothing, and I'm like, I had, I still have every single one of those. I know that I have them. Uh, so that's fun. Um, also, colorful eyeshadow because life's too short. And what in... Oh, I can read my handwriting. I thought it said reg. It says ray. I thought I was writing, like, regular or something, mm. and I had stopped writing it. It says ray. Ray, my kitty cat, because sometimes when I'm sad, she's the best thing that makes me happy. And she's the best kitty in the world at the end. Ray's a general move is... You're going to love me whether you want to or not, <laughs> regardless of how uncomfortable this is about to make you. <laughs> she, I think she sometimes knows, because she'll come cuddle if you're sad. Mm -hmm. She can tell. Yeah. It's, it's, she's magical, and she's the best. So that's why we keep her. Uh, things of the week. Good. Bob. How about you introduce us to this review? Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, I asked for questions and we got one. Um, come back. Come back. Uh, Anna, our star, our love, our true one fan. Uh, Anna asked, what kind of animal would you be? I don't, I, am I a cat? I think I'm a cat. I mean, I think I'm kind of a cat. Mm, yeah, but we're like very different cats. Yeah. Is this what, what animal we want to be or like our most like? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there is something else. What else could I be? Like a, like a meerkat? Very alert. I'd be one of those uh, big water birds. Like, <laughs> like a, a pelican or like something? Like a crane. A crane? I like that. An albatross? Albatrosses are big and they go honk. Yep. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. You know the bird from the, the bird's short? The big, the big one? Yeah that's, yeah, that's me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he just goes, and like flips around the wire. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Seems fair. Uh, Anna also said, not a question, but if you want a good starter anime, Cowboy Bebop is a perfect one. Okay. Tabby also recommended One Punch Man, two shows that I've heard of but have never seen any of or know much about. Okay. I've definitely heard those names before. So... Maybe if we're in the mood for a new show, we got to hit up one of those animes. No, I need to. I need to watch a show independent of you every once in a while because you go to bed, and well, you can also watch whatever you. Then I. Then we I, can have a show together and one separate, except for we can't because every time I start one separate, you start watching it with me. What's well, because I'm gonna watch? Well, it's just because you happen to be awake when I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. Well, fine. <laughs> then you tell me which of those animes you want, and it can be yours, and you can have it. Okay. Um, thanks, Anna. I think that's all the questions we have for now. Okay. Uh, just as a reminder, we did our big Q&A a couple episodes ago, so if you missed it, go back and listen. It's a two-hour good time, but uh, you can send us questions or suggestions or things to review anytime you want to. So hit us up on social media or send us an email at sleepingsituation at gmail.com or send us a text message or whatever if you have our personal contact information. And if not, I'm sorry, don't give my number out to strangers. Um, cool, so now it's time for the situation review. And uh, what are we reviewing? Uh, finally, after so much long time, Many moons. Many moons now. When did we start it? Maybe, like, I March? Don't, I don't know. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, we have finished Adventure Time, and we're going to review Adventure Time. The uh, show. The television series uh, from Cartoon Network. Adventure Time with Finn and Jake, sorry. Exactly. Um, I think what we should do is to attempt to be fairly spoiler-free... Just because this is, like, one of those shows I would never want to spoil for somebody. Yes. Um, this is your blanket warning in case you don't want to know anything, but we'll try our 100% best to not spoil anything. 
But spoilers. But spoiler alert. Possible. To cover our butts. Spoiler. Po- uh, it's a spoiler watch. It's not quite a spoiler alert because we're going to try <laughs> to watch it uh, and not spoil anything. But this is a spoiler watch. Isn't it? not? It's like tornado warning is there could be a tornado. Tornado watch is like we are watching the tornado currently. No, I think you're backwards. I don't think so. I don't think that's how it is. I don't. Mm, it's one of, I can never remember. They taught us at one point. Now I don't know. Either way, ye be warned. Uh, beyond here be monsters. Um, so Ivy, opening statements. Opening statement is that uh, Adventure Time is an absolute triumph that's everything good about animation and should set the standard for all cartoons and why 2D animation should always exist. Uh, Cartoon Network's best show ever by far. Uh, yeah. I said it's the best cartoon show. It, it may just be. No contest. It is certainly, uh, one of the most important cartoon shows ever made because it relaunched Cartoon Network as a channel, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. And it started their sort of, like, renaissance. Yeah. If you're, from those videos that I've been watching, you know, uh... They had very few cartoons at that time. It was when they were doing their stupid live-action, nobody-liked-it right. time. Uh, there was, like, Chowder, and there was, like, Flapjack. And there was, like, uh, Total Drama Island or something. Mm-hmm. And those were, like, some of the only cartoons they had at the time. But then, like, Adventure Time came out, and then there was, like, Regular Show and, like, Steven Universe and all those, like, really good ones that came after as well. Yeah. So. It also... I, I'm just... Now that you're saying that, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It... It strangely bridges a gap between what you normally see from cartoon shows. It's either super goofy and only for jokes, or super serious and mostly for drama. Mm-hmm. But this has like a nice, it's like a nice in between of those. Yeah, it's totally both. Right. Like, you can't say that there are any extremely compelling story arcs in uh, Powerpuff Girls. But Not you, really, you yeah. don't get the laughs, like, from, I don't know, Samurai Jack. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But it's, like, this show sort of is right in the middle. Like, they could hit you with something super serious and then something super funny right after it. And it doesn't feel out of character or um, strange. For sure. Is that, uh, do you have any more opening statements to make? No, that was my opening statement, and then I just started talking. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything. Yeah. So, you want to tell me what you liked about it? Um, I liked a whole lot of everything about it. Um, Should we say just real quick, in case anybody's living in a cave, that uh, Adventure Time is about Jake the dog and Finn the human, and they live in the magical land of Ooh, and they go on adventures and fight monsters and stuff, and it's basically like a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon come to life. Yeah. Uh, I think most people have heard of it. It's pretty permeated in the social cultural consciousness to use some big radio NPR words for you. But uh, just in case anybody didn't know. Right. It's like fighting monsters and magical swords and princesses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, It's great. Go ahead. Okay. What things do you like? Um, I think that the thing that this show has going for it above everything is the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not one character that is not totally fleshed out and doesn't have, like, a backstory and also interesting traits. And it's not just, like... So, for example, like, Princess Bubblegum is, like, a princess. And so she's, like, sometimes the damsel in distress and sometimes princessy, but she's also super smart and she's a scientist and sometimes she's the one out kicking people's butts. Yeah. And um, there's, like, the Ice King, who I is probably my favorite character, um, who is the bad guy for, like, the first two seasons. And then you find out he's not really evil. He's just kind of old and crazy. Um, and he's actually mm-hmm. really sweet. Yeah. And mostly just wants people to like him. Yeah. Uh, and I think what, um, what else did I say connect, uh, character-wise? Um, this is one of the only shows that I feel like they don't flanderize anyone. No, like you all can't of, really say that. Yeah, all of the characters either remain really consistent or develop in logical ways 
as the sort of as the story goes on. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It was on for like what ten seasons, nine yeah. seasons. It's ten, isn't it? I think so. The tenth was pretty short. Or yeah. The last couple are shorter, I think, but I believe it's ten seasons. Yeah. It was. It started in like. Oh nine and ended like last year. Yeah. I think so. Like it was on a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone remains really consistent. Uh, the relationships between characters, like, grow and change and, like, get more interesting. Um, every character has a backstory. Every character (laughs) has a backstory. It's crazy. Uh, I'm afraid what you heard is, give me a lot of bacon and eggs. I mean, (laughs) give me all the bacon and eggs you have. I'm afraid what you heard is, like, the main characters have a backstory. Every character... (laughs) Has a backstory. Um, even like, you know, they'll they'll be like sort of side character, and like they'll do like one-off little um, story arcs. Those characters come back. Yeah. And it's nothing is on accident, and if it, it is on accident, it is then integrated perfectly into that world, so that it makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, just to, like, jump in, but I don't want to, yeah. like, go back to it. It never feels, like, retconned. It's always just, like, so smartly written in right. to make sense. Yeah. Um, there was one thing that I heard that, uh, spoilers ahead, um, that they sh- they did the scene where there's the episode where they find all of Ice King's tapes. Yeah. Like his whole movies and stuff, and he's singing one of Marceline's songs. Yes. And then they were like oh, how are we going to explain that? And then they created that whole backstory with Marceline and the Ice King. Yeah. To explain this one little thing (laughs) that no one would even noticed or cared about anyhow. Yeah. Like, that's how thorough it is. And it becomes a gigantic part of the plot. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I think for a cartoon show, especially one that's billed as a kid's show and a comedy... There's lots of really philosophical and existential undertones and overtones. Um, there's not too many kids' shows that deal with, like, reincarnation and multi-universe theory. And... Uh, just Death and, death like... Death and humanity and... Nuclear war. <laughs> actually, nuclear war. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the end of the world... And uh, bacon pancakes. All at the same time. All at the same, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes within the same episode. Um, Can we make fin cakes? Sure. They're just cupcakes with fin on them. Yeah. Um, everything is connected in a super meaningful way. It's not doesn't feel thrown together at all. Um, the music is tremendous. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, there's not a ton of in-world music, but it's... A lot of times there's songs that the characters themselves are singing. All of the Marceline songs are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, and uh, I love it so much. <laughs> and that is a huge plus. Yes. What are the things that you liked? Um, everything you said. Uh, every character is unique and interesting and like you want to hear their story. And even like villain characters and things are like... Interesting, and it's not like you hate them so much. You hope that they, their arc is over, and they don't show them anymore. Mm-hmm. Even like villain people or whatever, you're like, yes, I want to see more. Yeah. Um, uh, the art style is really nice. I'm just a fan of 2D animation, not like the everything looks the same 3D animation that like a mm-hmm. lot of cartoons are in now. Um, it's like everything is very like simplistic, but at the same time, like the designs are like the even just, like, the backgrounds and stuff, they're very, like, detailed. Mm-hmm. It seems weird that I'm saying that it's both. But, like, I guess I'm thinking about, like, their treehouse is super detailed of, like, where stuff is and, like, stuff on the wall and mm-hmm. whatever. But the character designs themselves are pretty simple, but just, like, very distinct, I guess. Yeah. Um, that being said, there are episodes where they do completely different art styles, which is a thing that very few cartoons do. There's, like, a claymation episode. There, there is, like, one or two 3D episodes. There's mm-hmm. one that, like, looks like Minecraft yeah. for no reason. There's, like, ones that are just, like, different drawn art styles. Yeah. It's really weird, the, but it's um, so cool. The life cycle one is, like, watercolors. Yeah. It's really odd. Yeah, and it's just, like, 
I feel like, it, I mean, it's not random, because, again, nothing in the show is random. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it's just like, well, we wanted to do a, a, lot, or a stop motion one, mm-hmm. so, like, we did. But it is cool that it's, those are always, like, slightly different stories. So, like, it goes, it's not just, like, this is part of the main plot, and all of a sudden it's going to look different and distract you. Right. It's, like, we're telling a, a slightly, like, off the beaten path story or like slightly away from the main plot story. And then we just decided to have fun and make it look different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. Yeah. The music and the songs are just great and amazing. And for the most part, all of the um, voice actors sing their own songs, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Cause it's like, it's Tom Kenny singing in a Tom Kenny voice. Right. And he's like, not the best singer, but it's the character's voice singing it. And that's how the character would sing it. Right. So it's cool. Um, you could, like, as we went on watching the seasons and stuff, you could, like, feel them getting braver with the ideas that they were going to pursue. And it's so freaking cool. Because at first it's like, yeah, it's a silly, fun cartoon show, and it's, like, super funny. But it was, you know, it was just a funny cartoon. Mm-hmm. To be Not saying that's a bad thing. It was already, like, great from, like, the first episode. But um, as it went on and, like, the storylines they were doing, and then they started doing, like, sort of mini-series, like, as one big, like, plot narrative. Mm-hmm. And they started, like, getting into deeper topics and, like, more complicated magic and stuff. It was just, like, you could tell that they were, like, getting more confident, and it, they were gonna... If they were gonna go for it, they were gonna go for it. And that was really cool. Um, I think incredible writing-wise, for all those things we said, for one thing, it's, like, they were getting complicated and they never lose track of, like, anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything connects, and when they didn't know how many seasons they were going to have, so a lot of this was not planned from the start. So you know that they had a great writing team when everything felt so seamless. Mm-hmm. When they didn't have, they didn't always know that there were gonna, was going to be a next season or not. So it had to be like, well, if we ended here, it has to be okay. Or like, if it goes on, now we got to figure out what's next and how it connects back to everything else that we did. Mm-hmm. And it's so seamless. So that's like perfect writing. Um, yep, everybody's got backstories, every character, well, maybe not every character develops, but a lot of them do, and it's cool that not, uh, every cartoon is, like, episodic, and has, like, consequences that follow into the next episode, but this one is very much that way, even if there's some episodes in between where it's just, like, fun adventures, Mm -hmm. you know, several episodes later, it's like, now we're gonna finish up this, this thing that we, Mm -hmm. we started a little while ago, um, Characters have different outfits sometimes, and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That never happens in cartoons. They have, like, different outfits and different hairstyles and stuff. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, emotionally, it's, like, super realistic and very philosophical in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting the ways that they don't always put, like, a happily ever after on everything. Uh, crazy deep for kids. Um, I don't think the show's not for kids, but I do think it's aimed at a slightly older audience, which is another risky thing that a lot of cartoons won't do. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, you know, who's going to watch this and the older audience is hard, harder to sell. Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool that this one did it so well, but like there's some things that you're just, you're always going to have questions about, or there's some things that are just like, it's resolved, but it's not necessarily happy, but, like, they're going to learn to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, such a weird feeling to get from a show that can be so silly sometimes, but it's great how yeah. they do it. Uh, sometimes you just have to be sad, and it's <laughs> like, this is so good because I, I am sad, and that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just be prepared for your heart to break sometimes. It's just going to happen. Several times. <laughs> I'm, another, I mean, it's... Another great thing about this is I think it kind of has a universal appeal to it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you're watching it with your six-year-old cousin or something, it's, I guess, or your child. (laughs) um, It's funny and exciting enough to, like, keep them entertained. Yeah. But, like, as an adult watching it, it's funny and exciting, but also really emotional and really well thought out and fleshed out as, yeah. like, a world. Um, and there's all sorts of, yeah, philosophical questions and uh, just, I think it's anyone can enjoy this show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great voice acting. They have really cool guest voices a lot. It was such a popular show that they could pretty much get anybody they wanted, Mm -hmm. I think was the idea. But first of all, we just learned today that Donald Glover is in it, which is great. I mean, just to like, 
George Takei is in it, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Andy Samberg, Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, Maria Bamford is like twenty characters. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many like guest voices. They're really cool. Um, also, sometimes like Tom Kenny's voicing three characters that are all talking to each other, and they're all Tom Kenny, and it's great. <laughs> it's like this whole episode was just three Tom Kenny characters having a conversation. I loved it. Um, side characters not only return but they matter. They don't just like throw away. Like we need somebody to play this part. Mm-hmm. They like actually matter to the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, just a very consistent storytelling uh, sort of style, I guess. It's There's never a bad... Uh, there was no episodes that I was like, I didn't like this. There's yeah. not a single one that I was like, I didn't like, or a single plot point that I didn't like. Um, and I guess that's about it. I could go on forever and ever and ever and ever and um, never stop praising it. Yeah, probably. Um, two. I have two other points. Go for it. Um, all of the female characters are super great. Yes. Um, they're all well thought out and have, like, full ranges of emotions. Um. And, like, flaws and, like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. None of them are just, like, I have this one thing and that's all I do. Right. Like, Princess Bubblegum is all about science, but she's also, like, a good friend and she's also, like, the ruler of her people. And she's also, like, other things, too. Kind of a sociopath. And also, yeah. uh, yeah. And, like, Marceline's about music, but she also kind of likes pranking people, and she also kind of likes, you know, other things. Yeah. So, it's not She's like, also a blood-sucking vampire. Yeah. Uh. A half-demon vampire. Half-demon. Half-demon, half-human vampire. Yeah. Um. Also, can we talk about the gender swap episodes? The, uh, yes. The fan fiction. <laughs> um. That is so good. That's the first time I've ever seen that done with anything seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll, I've seen it done, played off as joke, as mm-hmm. like a joke. Um, or it's like, you know, there's some sort of imposter gender-swapped version. But never done with that level of insincerity. Yeah. And also detail. Um, mm-hmm. and the fact that they come up again and again, like, again, it's not just a one-off thing that they did. They did it. There's like four or five. Yeah, probably yeah. four or five times. Fiona and Cake is what they call it when they do it. Yes. And it's, uh, the Ice King wrote fan fiction about everybody and swapped everyone's gender, and it's so good. Um, one of my favorite moments, uh, in the whole series is that... Um, in one of the Fiona and Cake episodes, the Ice Queen writes Fiona and Cake fan fiction, and it's re-gender swapped. Like, it's back again, but different characters. Right, so it's like, he's like the Ice Professor or something. Or Emperor, I think, maybe? Yeah. The Ice Emperor. And then it's, what's... It's, it's like Flynn and... Flynn and Jacques. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and so, so Jake is a dog... Cake is a cat, and Jacques is a raccoon. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I told Ivy that I really hate the it was all a dream trope, but the only th- this is the only exception that I would have made is that it is one level higher Ice Queen writing whatever th- that fan fiction. If the whole show had been another fan fiction, yeah, so another like four levels. Right. That is the only thing that I would have accepted. <laughs> Uh, spoilers, that didn't happen. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Um, you can write it yourself. I could. Uh, Ivy, what, do you have any grievances of which to air? They're not really grievances. I mean, there are very few really things to pick at here. Um, the only thing I have to say is that the multiverse thing gets confusing. Yeah. But that's that's just kind of the state of when there's a multiverse uh, I didn't. There were some things I just didn't get until I watched that timeline video, and that helped me like get it straight pretty easily. Right. So it's mostly just that like it was so much show and so much happened that it was like, right. like at at one time it's like I can't remember every single thing that happened already and how it affects now. Yeah. And I couldn't remember like, you know, of what was happening now. I was didn't have time to ask why or right. whatever. Even though I was never totally lost. 
yeah. there were some connections, I guess, that I didn't make yet. Was right. the thing. Um, so that video really helped. Um, I guess that's the most... That's, like, my biggest thing. The only... The only thing, if I'm going to say, that I feel like they didn't resolve is that Finn is scared of the ocean. And then at one point, it finally seems like it doesn't bother him anymore. And it almost feels like they missed it. No, they did that. They did that, but he wasn't happy about it when he, like, knocked himself out and went in the ocean. Right. But, yeah, but he didn't like it. Yeah, but he was over his fear of the ocean. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Okay. He had to knock himself out to go in the water. And just force himself to float to the bottom, or to sink to the bottom. Yeah, but then he was floating on top, remember? Because then Billy was there. Mm, maybe. Okay. Well, I liked that storyline, because he's supposed to be the brave adventurer, but then, like, they found the thing that he's scared of. Yeah. I guess, so maybe I just wanted more of it. Okay. Maybe I just forgot that. I guess I think you're right. Um, so maybe that's just me. Um... The only other thing is there is not a lot of finality at the end on, like, Finn's romantic relationships. Yeah. Relationship. Um, and I think it doesn't really bother me because it doesn't really matter, and that's not the point. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, if it had been important, they would have, you know, whatever. Um, but that wasn't really the point of what they were doing at the end. Like, yeah. the finale and such. Um but then again, it's because he's, like, a teenage boy and everything. Like, they do focus on, like, who he has a crush on and who mm-hmm. uh, who he dates and stuff. And it's not a huge part of the show, but it's, like, a part of the show. And so it feels like maybe that was something that could have been addressed more at the end. But I also just don't think it's 100%, like, a loss that they didn't. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that much, but it would have been nice to know. Yeah. But I think that their point, their whole point is, like, it doesn't matter who he ended up with because the whole thing is, like, they saved the world. And, right. But then, like, the world moves on, and it's, like, a thousand years later. Mm-hmm. And, like, what's happening then, that's the important thing is that, like, life went on. It wasn't important exactly every single thing that happened after, you know, the big thing. Uh, that's all I have to say. So, you have any grievances? Um, I, I didn't, and then I thought of one. Um, so I'll say that now. Um, and this is, this is like one of those things that's like, why am I even complaining about it? Because everything else is so good that it's not even really worth mentioning. Um, I would have liked like two minutes more backstory of, um, Marceline's mom. Yeah. Because I think that's a really interesting tidbit that they glossed over, like, just a tad. Because the, mm-hmm. the whole thing is her mom's a human, and her dad is this demon monster lord of the underworld. I mean, he's the number one lord of the nidosphere. Right. Like, so, how did they get together? Right. Yeah. I feel like they missed, maybe we missed it, but M- either maybe. way, it was quick. Yeah. If it happened, it was quick. Um. And then I was like, they didn't even, they didn't tell us what happened to her mom. And then I was like, oh, she got, she died in the bomb. Oh, no. Sad. Um, my other complaint is that it's over and life seems a little less meaningful now. That's true. Um, I was talking to one of my bandmates because he had said that he hadn't finished it yet. And I told him that I'd finished it. And he's like, is it good? And I'm like, it's so good. And he said, I can't bring myself to finish watching it because then it'll be over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I did that now. It was it was difficult when it ended. It, it felt a lot of things. I felt a lot of things. Yep. You don't want to let go. That's how you know how good it is. Yep. Um, cool. So... What kind of rating would you give it? Um, I said for rating, uh, I laughed, I cried, it moved me, Bob. Woo, uh, the highest praise of the land. Ten out of ten. Of course. Obviously it's a ten out of ten. If anybody didn't give it a ten out of ten, they didn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> how could you not? I don't know. I think some critics don't have souls, and that's how they can give things less ratings. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It was so good. Everything is so good. So 
Good. They did everything right, and that never happens. Uh, not to mention, like, uh, Pendleton Ward, the creator, didn't leave the show, but he, like, stepped down from the showrunner role and stayed on as, like, a writer and, like, a storyboard artist. Yeah. Like, halfway through. And the person that took over was, like, his partner pretty much from day one. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when that kind of thing happens, things go off the rails, and it was perfect. Yeah. Didn't change, like, anything. It, like, it only got better, even. not. I'm not saying necessarily because of that, just, like, the show kept getting better. Like, right. on the same trajectory that it was. Yeah. So that's really cool. I said, uh, everyone should watch this, and it's a show that, like, super knew what it set out to do and then kept getting better as it went along and, like, treats all of its characters right. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they don't get the happy ending, like, it's still the right thing to do. It's not just, like, well, we just want to torture our characters. It's just because, like, yeah, this is the real thing that would happen. Listen. Like, even in a world where there's, like, wizards and princesses and stuff, and, like, the main character is a robot, not... I'm, I'm talking about BMO, not... <laughs> there's no secret here. Like, there's a, there's a plot about BMO the robot, and it's like, well, he's a robot. It doesn't have to, like, apply to real human life, but everything that happens to BMO does. Yeah. I Listen, <laughs> I have two things to say. Because um, I forgot what I was going to say this, mm-hmm. uh, and then you said that. Um, they did Betty real dirty. And that was no. that was literally the thing that upset me the most. Uh, I mean, I think they just it couldn't. Real life isn't that perfect. Nothing, not everything works yes. out. It did work out. It just worked out in the saddest way. I guess so. That was so. It was yeah. That was I mean that hurt. Rough. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt me in all of the places. Um, also, I have a, I have another theory. Um, mm-hmm. What if the whole show is BMO recalling it from a thousand years in the, the future? The whole show. But yeah. BMO's not a good storyteller. So well, who he just knows? doesn't remember. Who, well, no, he's not a good... Because there's that one where um, Marceline asks about... Yeah, that's what I'm to, saying. Well, he just, like, throws stuff in and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. who knows how much of that actually happened? Who, buddy? I think that's a fair point. And but- BMO just, like embellishes stories to the point where they just are crazy. <laughs> I mean, the fact that BMO exists means that the world is not normal. Sure. But yeah. Well, we know if that. If you go the unreliable narrator. Yeah. Stance. Which I don't really like, but it's BMO, and I love BMO. <laughs> it's a fun thought. It's a fun theory, and I'm sure there are people who have flushed it out, too. <laughs> okay. People think of everything. But that's a fair what point. What if it's not Bima? What if it's football? Football? I love football. I love all the characters. I love them so much. I love Tree Trunks and Mr. Pig. <laughs> uh, I love Neptor so much. <laughs> the never-ending pie-throwing robot. Uh, he's so dumb, but he just <laughs> wants to, like, make everyone happy, and I love it. There's so many good characters. Tiffany is really funny. <laughs> Uh, my favorite character is the squirrel that uh, wants Jake to answer his letters. <laughs> it's all good. Yes. Anything else to say? Um, not that would be reasonable for an hour-long podcast. So, uh, if you didn't catch that, watch Adventure Time. And then tell us about it, because we want to talk about it all the time. All the time. I'm just going to start watching it again. Okay. I, I'm curious what it would be like the second time through, knowing where it's going to go this time. I I think what is what would happen is there would be details that come up later in the show mm-hmm. that you're watching it in season one and you're like, oh my god, why, <laughs> how? Um, the one uh, the one I saw and it was like the hundred and one facts was uh, Princess Bubblegum speaks German. Yeah. And there's like a season one clip where she says something in German. Yeah. And then there's the whole backstory about her building Candy Town, and it says Valkommen mm-hmm. on the sign coming into town. I'm like, Hat, what? who wrote that on a piece of paper and tacked it to a wall <laughs> just in case it comes up again? Right. Somebody did that because there's, like, maybe one continuity error in the entire show. It's ridiculous. What is it? I... 
I saw one that they said that there's one scene where it's supposed to be happening at the same time, and it's light outside in one place and dark in the other place. Oh, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. But... But if that's I mean, it... <laughs> no, because they were, like, in a dark bar. I, Could you tell? I don't know. Anyway, I, know. Uh, I do know which one you're talking about, because we watched all the same videos. Yep. Uh, Adventure Time. Watch it. It is a whole good... Review? Review. Okay. Alrighty. So now it's time for game time. And this week for game time, we're going to play Would You Rather. And that's a game where we each give each other a question, would you rather this or that, and we've guessed what the other's going to say. If we get it right, we get a point. And if we get it wrong, we don't. Sound good? Yeah. Gonna, uh, leave your headphones on? I heard some noise in the microphone, and I didn't know if it oh. was coming from the microphone itself or for something in the room, and I think it's a refrigerator. Ah. Also, I'd like to say that I was, uh, I was doing laundry, and I started my laundry at, like, what, 5.30? Something like that. Um, and there was a person, so I put my clothes in the washer, and somebody's clothes were in the dryer. And when I went to get my stuff out of the washer... The person's stuff was still in the dryer, and then I waited like an hour, and then I put it on top of the dryer to dry my stuff, and now it's like four hours later and that person's stuff is still there. Uh, don't be that person, please. Don't do it. Thank you much. Okay, so... Public surface announcement over. So now that we have all that out of the way, are you ready to I'm play just, Would I'm just you rather? real bent out of shape about it. I hope this will not affect your game playing... Uh, Mojo. Okay. So uh, I'll ask first. Okay. Okay. Would you rather read every Shakespeare play back to back or read every Jane Austen book back to back? Um, I think I would rather read Jane Austen because at least it's in English. They're both in English. I know, but I can't. Shakespeare's. I don't want to have to dictionary every word. Well, he made him up. You don't have to dictionary him. <laughs> uh, I was wrong. Oh. I thought you would go gross Jane Austen. I'd rather read Shakespeare. They're at least interesting. I mean, they are interesting. It's just physically so much harder to read. Do you know what happens in a Jane Austen book? A lot of ladies sit in the room together and talk about stuff. Like that movie you made me watch? And people write letters to each other, and sometimes there's a ball. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound great. Usually there's, like, one person with, with like, a, a terrible secret. I mean, I... I'm sure I could get through them. I think after, like, one and a half Shakespeare plays, my brain would just melt. <laughs> it would just, like, out. Yep. Well, I was wrong. Ivy, would you rather be an airline pilot or a submarine captain? Uh, airline pilot. Ha I hate the thought of both. That's the joke. That's, that's why I did that. Uh, the other stipulation of would you rather is you're allowed to ask questions before you answer, which neither of us have done yet. Um, what usually happens is I don't ask questions, and then I pick the one that Ivy didn't say, and then she gets mad at me for not asking any questions. What usually happens is you say that every time we play this game, (laughs) even though I just admitted I was wrong on number one, and it was fine. (laughs) So, let's go. Number two, uh, listen. You have to listen very closely, and be very quiet so that you don't miss it. Because I'm only going to say this once. (laughs) Would you rather have teeth for toenails or toenails for teeth? (laughs) Um, I would rather have... Alright, do my teeth toenails still require that I cut them? The ones in your mouth? Or the ones on your feet? Yes. Both. Do I have to... If my toenails are teeth, do I have to cut them? No. Or, okay. I would go with that one. You want teeth for toenails? Yeah. Teeth on your feet? Yeah. I was correct. Um, that's super gross. Um, but I figured that toenails are not hard enough to eat stuff with. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Yep. I just thought that you would think that was slightly less gross. It is slightly less gross. <laughs> Um, they're still both super gross, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, <laughs> Ivy, would you rather run for president or run with the bulls? Buzz. Better put that away. It's making too much noise. Uh, I would rather... Hmm. 
Those sound both equally not fun. <laughs> the thing is here that most people who run with the bulls are fine, but if you are like the one person that dies, that's forever. Uh, the, uh, the thing about running for president is that you might not win and your life goes on and you don't die with the bulls. You don't have the slight chance of death. You won't die from running for president. But if you do win, you pretty much have to be president. And that's too much, so I take the bulls. Oh, I was incorrect. I don't want that kind of responsibility. <laughs> Just kill me. Just let the bull have at me. They're both pretty bad. I don't really want to do either of them. Okay. Uh, okay. So number three is, uh, would you rather that you become kitty-sized or Ray becomes, like, tiger-sized? Um, I think I would rather be kitty-sized. Really? I don't know. Well, you can't say your answer and then take it back. Which one... I, Give I, me your final answer. You can't say your answer until it's your final answer. I don't know if we could afford Ray being kitty sized because she would smash. Ray is kitty sized. No, tiger sized, um, because she would smash everything, uh, and also eat lots of food. Well, we'd have to like live on a farm or something. Yeah. Well, if that was the case, sure. Well, I'm not saying we can't make arrangements. But as of right now, um. I don't know. I don't know if I'd like being small. Because then you can't do anything. No, I changed my mind. Ray can just be tiger-sized. That would be fun. You could take a nap on her. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm right. Even though you told me that's what it was, I changed my mind. I mean, I'm still not positive I want to run with the bulls. But in the sake <laughs> of keeping this thing going, and if I have to do one, um, it's your turn. Oh, Ivy. Would you rather join a ska band Ew. or write out the encyclopedia? Write out the encyclopedia. I was wrong. I don't mind copying stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff to copy. I don't care. Am I getting paid? I don't know. Well, I'd get paid to be in a ska band, probably. At least I, at some point. I guess so. How famous of a ska band. <laughs> I'd rather do the encyclopedia. I okay. don't know. I can't listen to ska for more than five seconds. All right. Uh... You were wrong? I was incorrect. Why would I be in a ska band? I don't know. Um, I gotta I gotta step up my game here. Would you rather be a Jedi or be a Pokemon trainer? Um, I think that I would rather be a Pokemon trainer. Yay! Being a Jedi would suck! They're super snooty about everything. There are so many reasons have why ever, they suck. Have I ever showed you that video that's the case against the Jedi? No, but you told me all we about watch it, and I it. agree. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. They're the ones who effed up Anakin. It's their fault. Yup. Um, everyone should go watch this video. It's called The Case Against the Jedi. It's on YouTube. Basically, the guy's argument is that um, the reason that Anakin is e evil is because of lack of emotional support. And it pretty much checks out. He was like, yo, guys, I'm feeling some type of way. And they were just like, don't? How about don't? And he was like, man, I'll try. And it drove him crazy. Yeah. You know how, like, whenever you squash all your feelings down, and then one day you just, like, start screaming? That's what happened. <laughs> Only he murdered everyone. Uh, <laughs> Several times. <laughs> um, it's a really interesting video. Um, and they said that one of the arguments was why, like, Obi-Wan is arguably the best Jedi, but he has all sorts of emotions all the time. <laughs> Hypocrites. Yep. Um, Ivy, would you rather all of your shoes are a half size too big or you're only able to pay for things with coins? Because both sound very uncomfortable. Because uh, you'd have to carry around a lot of coins. I think I could deal with my shoes being too big. Oh, I was wrong. Because, like, you'd have to carry so many coins. What if you didn't have enough coins? 
Yeah. What if you want to buy a house or a car? No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, the largest coin value that we have is a dollar. So... But I mean, even then, you could buy one shirt and you need 20 coins. Right. Then you try and buy a car, you need, like, 20,000 coins. That would be a lot of coins. That's a lot of coins. I think that's too many coins to handle. Okay. I guess I just have to make you buy it. You just have to buy me a house. Yeah, but then you'd always pay for... You'd give me money for things for with coins. No, I wouldn't give you any money. You just have to buy it. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any money either, so coins or otherwise. Okay. Um, is this uh, number five? Yes. Uh, would you rather score an entire movie or write and have complete uh, creative control over the credits song? Oh, I'd rather score the movie. Yeah. Credit songs are dumb. They're always like, hey, remember how this song doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but it it's just a yeah, song that people like? I guess Or it's so. the pop version of the Disney song. It's Michael Bolton singing I Can Go the Distance. Right. Uh, my thought there was I didn't know if you would be like, that's too much pressure and too much work and I've never scored a movie before. Was, was supposed to be the trade-off there. Or I can do one song and make it really good. Listen, have you ever heard of the movie Dead Man? No. With Johnny know. Depp? Neil Young so. did the, the score for it. And it's just him with a guitar and, like, a tape delay. And it's just, like, sparse, atmospheric guitar playing. Mm. And I think he did it all in, like, one take. Wow. I can manage that. Well, and scoring a movie can mean picking songs that already exist, too. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do, like, 500 Days of Summer, that was all just songs that are are real. Yeah. So you wouldn't even have to necessarily write them. So that was my whole my whole thinking on that one. Okay. Okay. Ivy, would you rather have to date on Tinder or be a TikTok star? Oh, Tinder. <laughs> I'm not going on TikTok. Right. I was right. My boss at work wants me to make a TikTok and it makes me want to die. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be associated with that whole thing. TikTok sucks. He's like, it's the new Vine. We need to get on it. And I was like, no, it's not. Don't trust anybody that tells you that. I saw a video. It was a compilation that said uh, TikToks that radiate the same energy as Vines. Now, that's very true. And that does exist. But that is not the norm. And that's yeah. not what it's going toward. It's right. just crap. Yep. It's just crap. And it has those random, like, one person made a funny video. Yep. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I won't do it. Okay. Well, Ivy Wids. Squee. Four to two. Squee. So, uh, that's it. And we're gonna get out of here, I think. So, thanks for listening. Uh, good game. Go team. Uh... We hope you enjoyed the podcast because uh, we had a good time talking about a show we like so much. Uh, so, hey, uh, check us out on social media. Head over to our website. Uh, do whatever it is you do after a podcast if you want to uh, get more involved. We put out new episodes every Monday. And uh, if you got anything to suggest to us or anything we should review or questions, send them on over sleepingsituation at gmail.com or wherever else uh, you can find us and get a hold of us. And that's it. And that's all. And we're done. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs>